On this episode of the ASC podcast with John Gailey, we visit with the staff of Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies and invited guests to discuss their initial observations about the first ASCA conference since the start of the pandemic, ASCA 2022 in Dallas, Texas. Welcome to the ASC Podcast with John Gailey, the longest-running podcast specifically focused on the freestanding ambulatory surgery industry. This episode is sponsored by Surgical Information Systems, providing cutting-edge information solutions for surgery providers and ambulatory healthcare strategies, the nation's leading regulatory compliance resource for ambulatory surgery centers. For more information about our sponsors, please visit our website at ASCPodcast.com. Welcome to episode 155 of the ASC podcast with John Gailey for April 28th, 2022, recorded live from ASCA 2022 in Dallas, Texas. This is Sue Cronkite, Chief Researcher for the ASC podcast with John Gailey and Senior Nurse Consultant for Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies. The ASC regulatory environment is extremely dynamic and the material provided in this episode is based on information that was available as of the date of the recording. Joining me is John Gailey, the owner of Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies and recognized as one of the nation's leading experts in the ambulatory surgery industry. Mr. Gailey is the author of over 10 books on the ASC industry and a frequent speaker on regulatory accreditation and finance issues. So, Sue, we're recording this actually not from our studio today because uh, you and I have to socially distance. We've had some uh, family uh, issues with uh, with COVID and uh, I've been in contact with somebody that has it and you have not. So uh, uh, even though we're in the same house, we're in different rooms. So I uh, apologize. <laughs> to our that yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's kind of lonely. Uh, but Rosie's with me. Um, but <laughs> Don't you get her sick now. She no, no, no. She seems, she seems happy. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, we do apologize for any sound quality issues that we have. But I'll tell you, uh, ASCA 2022 is fantastic. I'm back now. We're recording on uh, Monday night couple days after the conference ended, and we're just trying to get caught up on uh, all the great stuff we did. But it was a great opportunity to reconnect with people we haven't seen in a couple of years. Uh, I went down actually a day early. I went down on Tuesday uh, because I had to teach the finance and accounting seminar, which was a full day pre-conference uh, before the actual conference started. Sue, you had to stay back in Rochester to take care of, uh, well, somebody had to stay and take care of the business while the rest of us were down there. Yep. Jenna and I both stayed behind. So when I was editing the podcast that, that you guys are going to listen to in a little bit, um, it sounded like you all had so much fun. We did. We did. Uh, and much of the staff of AHS was there. More than half of the uh, the staff was actually there. As we said, we do have to split our staff, unfortunately, when we have these conferences because there's uh, business always keeps going. And we had an opportunity to get uh, almost all of the employees together and a few uh, podcast patrons and uh, members of the boot camp together about noon on the uh, first day of the conference. So it's based upon their pre-conference observations in the first half day. 
I also have to say it was great, Sue, being able to to see and talk to a lot of our listeners out there. We always get a lot uh-huh. of great feedback, which we appreciate. Some great ideas, of course, came back uh, with us from the conference. And uh, as always, we appreciate everybody out there. And the patron members that joined you when you were recording these areas, they just fit right in. It sounded like you all had known each other forever. There was a lot of there was a lot of areas I had to cut out because there was ten minutes of laughing and teasing each other. <laughs> It, just, it, it seemed like it was just great kind of getting to know everybody in person, although we've talked to a lot of the patron members on a regular basis, but getting to actually meet them was nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I think I told you, Sue, all of our patron members are a lot taller than I thought they were. I don't know <laughs> how I thought that they were shorter, but... I, there's just something about our patron members. They seem to be very tall people. Interesting. Um, <laughs> They're leaders and giants of the industry. That's right. Okay. Giants of the industry. Um, now, I do have to note that, uh, so we've broken the uh, conference into two parts. Uh, one is the recording you're about to hear, which was on the first day. And then we did a second recording on the second day. Unfortunately, the first day recording quality was very poor. Uh, because of the location, we had to do it kind of in a in a hallway with a lot of people walking by, and we're using uh, the best of technology to try to get the best quality out of it. But it still is nothing uh, compared to uh, even the second day, and especially compared to what we get in the studio. So let's take a short break, and we'll come back with our interview after the first day of ASCA 2022 in Dallas, Texas. Our listener patron program, also known as ASC Central, has really taken off over the past 12 months, and we are so grateful to all of our over 100 members. Our patron members help support our efforts here on the podcast and get a number of great benefits also. The ASC Podcast with John Gailey is the longest-running podcast dedicated exclusively to the ASC industry. ASC Central provides members with a wealth of management tools and resources, including regular members-only Zoom sessions with John and other members to discuss relevant topics, quarterly Zoom meetings where we update patron members with important issues in the ASC industry, periodic study sessions for leaders that are planning on taking the CASC or CAPE exam, and access to a large database that includes federal regulations, interpretive guidelines, and the state regulations, checklists for administrators and nurse managers, example meeting minute templates, example policies and procedures, budgeting and financial projection tools, risk assessments and example forms, and much, much more. Members also get discounts on books written by John Gailey, ranging from $10 to $80 per book, and can even schedule a personalized mock survey with John and save over $1,000. For more information and to access this additional content, please visit ASCPodcast.com or ASC-Central.com. So this is John Gailey. We are all at ASCA 2022. Yeah. I've got, you know, uh, Judy, I'm looking at you. Remember, like, seven years ago, you and I came here together alone when there was only two employees, you and me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we now... We come to these things, and he's like, Elvis. Yeah. So, you know, every, he goes away, and I'm walking around, you know, and my eyes are this big. I, I know nothing about anything. So certainly me something randomly. I walked around all by myself with none of you people to play with. There's much better. Much, much better. 
But anyway, we are here at ASCA 2022 with the, the group from uh, Ambajore Healthcare Strategies. We do have a lot of background noise. We have tried as much as possible to find a quiet place, um, but that's not really working. So we'll do what we can. Uh, what I thought we would do, this has kind of become a tradition. We've been recording for the last four years. Uh, here at the conference and what we try to do periodically is just to you know kind of talk to everybody and see what some of their uh, One of the highlights were and today in addition to some of the people from uh, Ambitory Healthcare Strategies we have a couple guests. Well, we have one guest so far Amina and then uh, we'll have another one coming in So let's everybody introduce themselves in their roles. Go ahead Amina. Oh, of course I start first <laughs> <laughs> uh, My name is Amina Arkan. I am the Director of Operations and Director of Nursing at Central Arizona Endoscopy and do I say a fun fact? Yeah, go say a fun okay. fact. That's I awesome. love to cook. That's, that's a fun fact about and me. And that's Anything how I everything. gained 100 pounds when I was working in a surgery center because <laughs> of all the good cooks that were nurses there. They don't talk about that at any of these conferences, don't they? Go ahead, Lori. I'm Lori Roberts. I am the Director of Clinical Services for Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies and the Infection Preventionist. And fun fact, I like that. <laughs> and about the only person that's really super passionate about that. Uh, go ahead, Mary. Hi, I'm Mary O'Day. I'm one of the inventory healthcare strategy consultants. Fun fact, I still play softball. <laughs> Hi, I'm Laura Plummer. I am a consultant with ambulatory healthcare strategies. And fun fact, I hate to cook. <laughs> <laughs> You and Amina should become friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll meal prep for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know Judy. She's going to talk about that. I, and why are you people so quiet when we're actually recording, whereas I couldn't get a word in edgewise when we were getting ready for we it? We don't so. want Sue to have a lot of editing. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for Sue said we can get a cupcake if we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Judy. My name is Judy D'Ambrosio. I'm a senior consultant with AHS and their director of education. I, there is nothing fun or factual. I can't come up with that. <laughs> I'll ask me later. Hey, you're, you're in a beautiful place in Texas right oh, now. That's, this that's, is, a, that's this a fun is an fact. interesting oh. hotel for those of you that have never had the opportunity to come here. Find a reason. Um, you can certainly amuse yourself in this place for a few days. I'm Alex Borneman, Director of Operations with AHS. Um, fun fact, John likes board games. It's true. Well, I don't know I could put in a fun fact about somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, just trying to embarrass me. But I admit it, yes. Hi, my name is Blake D'Ambrosio. I'm a consultant with AHS in life safety and OSHA plants. And a fun fact, I like to cook as well. And he's not half bad at it, to be honest. And fun fact, he's Judy's husband. <laughs> they figured, figured that out from the same last name. Go, go ahead, Kathy. Otherwise, we're never going to get any, anything talked about here. My name is Kathy Fody. I'm senior nurse consultant. Fun fact is I like compliance. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And, and I have a fun fact in that I hired Kathy, and we never met until two days ago. Other than in person. like ask a... Yeah, right. That's ago. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but certainly not during this whole process yeah. of uh, hiring and all. And uh, here, I barely recognized her. I got to say because we're just so used to everybody, you know, remotely and Zoom. You know, not the best conditions yeah. in the background. And, and fun fact, I think my finder's fees got lost in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, checks in the mail. There's yeah, it's, it's in the mail. Just like all of our client checks. Finder fee. <laughs> Wait, I got, I got two or three coming. <laughs> 
So uh, this has been an interesting conference already. We're actually only one day into it, though the pre-conference was yesterday. Um, but I, I just thought we would have some uh, general observations, you know, about what you saw. Now, everybody here uh, attended the first uh, first session, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Where we uh, had the keynote. Yes. Yeah. So the keynote. Uh, fun fact: I'm trying to use the cell phone both for my notes and to record. So, uh, the keynote was uh, Tommy Jo Schultz. She was uh, she wrote a book called Tammy. Tammy. I'm sorry, it does say Tommy here, but anyway, Tammy uh, is a uh, is a pilot. Was a pilot with Southwest Airlines, and she uh, was in charge of an airplane when uh, it went down as a result of some uh, an explosion mechanical. of mechanical problems. And she wrote a book called uh, uh, Nerves of Steel. And she was our keynote, wonderful speech from her yesterday. So I thought our first question would be, you know, anybody take anything out of that? I, I mean, I, we all did, I think, but just some There was a lot to take out of it. At first, I, I was not altogether sure about the idea of having this, this pilot who had, like, was in a plane that went down, was a good choice for a room full of people that had to get on one in a couple days. And yeah. And I thought, oh, this, this might be scary. Um, but she was fascinating. I mean, the way she was able to make a correlation between the struggles we've been having the last year or so in, in our field um, and how you face that, you know, and how you find hope and you find a way to get through adversity. adversity. So I thought that was pretty clever how she... Uh, I found her um, perseverance. Mm -hmm. She kept going even when doors were closed for her. It didn't stop her from doing what she needed to do. Right. Even when it seemed hopeless. Yeah. I think that um, with what Judy said um, in regards to her, you know, correlating it, at first I was very confused, like, how is this going to correlate? Like a pilot, I'm learning about, you know, airplanes and why, how? Um, it correlated with me of, like you said, with the struggles of, you know, the past two years, um, but also about women empowerment and yeah. how to never stop. And women in leadership are truly... I mean, we need more of them. Well, and, and many of the heroes on that airplane on that day were women. You know, one, one thing that she said that struck me, I just loved everybody else's observation, is she said there were a lot of heroes on that plane that day. And so that, that's an interesting statement because, of course, it happened. But she went on and she said, however, this wasn't the first time that they had been heroes. They had a lot of practice. And wasn't that an interesting statement? As we look around ourselves and we look around some of the things that, that we witness every day in nursing, I'm looking at my two nurses here, uh, you know, what your observations about, you know, about what we do every day, what, especially what you do every day, even in a surgery center. Well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 one of the things that she pointed out, which was kind of cool, was that her crew they, I think that was that first their first time flying together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she said she met them the first right. time that day. So yeah. Yeah. it's not even like they knew each other or each other's quirks or strengths or anything like that. So there was that part. And then, you know, so she found that they were heroes and how they reacted. Then there were passengers that got up during mm -hmm. the flight where they've lost pressure, you know, in the cabin and they were helping other passengers that they didn't even know. Right. Um, and that they got injured. Um, some of them got injured, you know, because of being tossed around. Um, and that they still helped save everybody else on the plane. Right. And then the fact that, you know, she said 140 lives were saved, but one was lost. 148. Yeah. yeah. 148. And 
as a nurse, that's the thing you walk away with. Not how many people you saved. Yeah. It was the one you didn't. See, but that's the point she's making. Because you have a habit of, I'm going to give everything I can to the patient in front of me. And, and you do it every day. It's a habit. This is how you treat every patient. So when you lose that one, that becomes the one. You know, and, and, and doesn't this remind you so much of like a cult situation where honestly, like you don't even know half the people that are there, but somehow we all come together. Right. right. Yeah. And, and with that, with that, I mean, you know, with the code, that's why you have your drills, right. you know, and, and it's, you know, you have a drill and you, you know, you're doing it and people aren't paying attention and it's like, oh my God, we have to have a drill again. But it's that one time. Yeah. It's that one time where you're going to save somebody. And I've seen it. I've seen it in sur my surgery centers in the past. I've seen how people get together and they perform even though they've never had that happen before. I, you know, we lived through an MH crisis in my surgery center and, you know, you can prepare all you want. It's when it actually happens, it was like magic. I was so proud of the staff, how they all pitched in and that young 16 year old is probably still out there because she survived. You know, it, it was, it was just, it, it was, it was like a symphony. I think there's a very important lesson uh, about the fourth drink last night, Laura. You and I were talking about... Well, his fourth drink. <laughs> That's right. Yours was about eight, I think. Uh, <laughs> suffice to say, we had a lot of fun last night. How, however, one of the things that we talked about was actually a recent experience. One of the doctors that we uh, are working with on a new center said... You know, why do we have to do all this? Why, you know, you know, we have never, they, they were an office-based surgery center before, um, and says for 20 years, we've never had a single transfer. We've never had a single code. We've never had anything, you know, bad happen. You know, why do we have to go through all of these steps that you're putting, you call them roadblocks, in the way for me providing good patient care. He says, we provide damn good patient care every day. And Lori and I were talking about this because both Lori and I have experience and, and for our clients that have bad outcomes, have done the investigation. It, it doesn't matter the fact that you had 20 years of nothing happening. That one incident that occurred will ruin your life. You'll be judged on that one. You'll be judged on that, right. Yeah. Everything in the past is totally irrelevant. And Look I think how many planes Tammy flew. Yeah. In the Navy and is a oh, private. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's an excellent point. Is that she I didn't mean, stand on many, the? How yeah. many plane crashes did she have? Yeah. One. Right. And she was prepared for it. Right. And forty years or thirty years of, tra yeah. of travel. Well, I think I think that's the point. The you know habits are generated from doing that practice. Right. Right. Practice. Make it a habit. Uh, that's you know that, that's something and it's I took every out of piece of it. She said that they learned how to go down in this kind of circuit, you know, in this kind of dive, and then that kind. Of, yeah. So you have to go. You have to go through the MH drill. You have to go through the code. Right. Review. You have to go through all of these roadblocks. And take some, them you don't know seriously. Which roadblock it's going to be that that gets you. So you have to be good at all of them. You have to be, have, have some to be kind of knowledge about all of them. And, and make those drills something that is uh, relevant, that's uh, more more likely, I mean, you know, don't do the silly ones that you're probably not going to have. Concentrate on those that are, I mean, you should be doing it anyway, but the ones that, uh, that you do more frequently should be those that are more likely to occur in your center. Um, so that was a great, uh, that, and that's, that's what kicked off the whole conference. Okay. I thought that was a great way to kick it off. Hope so, for the best. Hope I, for the best, prepare for the worst. Yes, uh, and I do want to say something to that, which actually reminded me of one of my favorite things. Um, Albert Einstein, actually, um, when he was teaching in front of class, he wrote down from 
nine times one, nine times two, so one all the way down to 10. And the last one he wrote nine times 10 and it said 91 and everybody was laughing. Um, and he waited for everybody to stop. And he said, you know, despite the fact that I analyzed nine problems correctly, no one congratulated me. But when I asked, when I made one mistake, everyone started laughing. This means that if a person is successful, society will de detect minor mistakes. Don't allow criticism to derail your ambition. That's great. Good. Sweet. Um, by the way, if- Are you in that class? That <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, she's I wish. <laughs> if, if anybody saw Amina, you would realize that that is really kind of silly. She's, uh, she's one of our young, uh, and, and, and Amina is one of our uh, graduates from our boot camp mm. from uh, from uh, August of 2021. It's hard to believe it's almost a year, isn't it? Hard I feel believe. like I come here and I'm the youngest one, and everybody's like, I never expected that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we need more youth. So, so moving on, uh, so today we've, we've only had a half a day of, uh, of sessions. Anybody uh, attend a, a session that, they, uh, that really stood out for them? I like your faces. You like which one? I liked yours. With Mine? Finance and the oh. <laughs> uh, here's, here's the money. You Thank know you. I'm all about, you know I'm all about numbers. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and we're going to meet a little bit later to go over some. Yeah, meet, uh, uh, yeah, so we started out the conference with the finance and accounting seminar. Um, for ASCA, I've been doing the finance accounting seminar with ASCA for about 20 years now. And uh, it's gone from two days down to six and a half hours. What did you think about that, Amina? I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. Because you're so passionate about it. I'm surprised you weren't there for 12 hours. Well, I, and if they gave me a microphone for 12 hours, I would be there. I mean, you know, I do four-day conference. <laughs> you put a microphone in front of me, I'll talk. It doesn't even matter if it's about health care. It doesn't matter. No, I, mean, I will carry you. <laughs> no, no. no, no. <laughs> that never went well. No, I, I just really like how you put things into layman's terms for even people that, you know, aren't about numbers or finance or accounting or anything like that. Um, the simple formulas of, hey, this is how you can figure things out. This will help you. Um, just single slides that'll like, here's the book. Yeah. It'll teach you everything you need to know. I think that's one thing. You bring up something interesting that I found, and uh, I've moderated a couple sessions, and all the sessions have been great. But I, I think that sometimes we have a tendency as speakers to feel like we have to make things very complicated because people are coming that we're assuming are all much more knowledgeable about things that we are. Laura, you're laughing right now because you know exactly what we're talking about because we have to recognize that we have to play to our audience. And a good speaker, of course, is somebody that, that doesn't go into the speech automatically knowing everything they're going to say and, and moves it based upon or changes things based upon the responses that they get and the audience. Um, so that's one thing, uh, you know, I, one, I, I, it's not so much a criticism, but one comment I'd make to all the speakers. We have a lot of newer speakers here, I can mm -hmm. see, that have not spent a lot of time speaking, is that you have to be very careful and recognize there are so many people here, especially this year. I've noted a lot of people here that have never been to a conference or are not familiar with ASCs like the rest of us are. So 
Uh, I think it's uh, incumbent upon us to make sure that we, we try to make things simple. I, I'm KISS principal. Keep it simple, stupid. I'm just going to say stupid. I try not to. But, uh, you know, we really have to. <laughs> but, but we really, you know, people want it that, you know, that basic. So thank you for your comment. I, I was taught keep it short and simple. Oh, that's the, the politically, uh, oh, the okay. politically so correct. Simple. He's not so good. <laughs> 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 thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been around the longest. I have more stuff. Yeah, and you can say these things without getting fired. <laughs> Okay. Anybody else? What, what was, uh, Lori, what was your favorite session? You've been moderating a lot of sessions lately. Um, I actually did enjoy the women empowerment or whatever that Oh, did you? Was. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was. I noticed that you sent all the men to the, the session. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. uh, 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 yes. I, I the women sent they, all the men. They followed me up and the, and the, the chicks didn't come. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but, they figured they needed, they, these were the ones that needed to learn. Right. But, but uh, um, you know, there was a lot of nice things pointed out. And, you know, some of it was when the doors are closed, you know, walk around. Um, you know, aim, aim high. Uh, be realistic. One of, one of the uh, presenters is a, a female with a pot. You know, those are rare, very, very rare. And, you know, she said she had to learn how to um, make decisions based on what she thought would be realistic. You know, her life balance and work balance and, and being willing to give up certain things because she said that was okay. You know, so some of those, uh, you know, baseball games or whatnot, but that was her choice. But she went in with her eyes open. You know, so it's it's important. You can be successful and still have a life. You know, which is something that I think I think younger women now are realizing that or embracing that, and that's important. Um, so I thought I thought that was a pretty good session. Mary, this is your first. Uh, Mary and Laura, uh, you work together quite a bit. This is your first time uh, to any. Uh, conference, right? About ASCs. I can't remember. Did you go to New York State? I went to New York State. Yeah. yeah. This so, is a little overwhelming. Yeah. I, I, so, what do you think yeah. about this? Is the first time, and also somebody, both of you did not come from healthcare necessarily before right. you came to our company. It's, it's overwhelming to me. There's a lot of stuff. Right. And there's a lot of stuff to learn. I don't know if I'm going to retain it all, but it, it's fun. It's fun to see the stuff, the, the exhibitor stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm always, what does that do? What, what do they need this for? How do they use that? So, you know, so far, so good. I, don't you think, I mean, one thing that I always say, and maybe Amina, you can say the same thing too, is that it isn't so much, I'm sorry to say this to all the people, including myself on the education committee and Lori on the edge, it isn't always about the education component. No. It's about the inter the interaction that we all have with each other, the people that we meet in the conference, you know, that are sitting next to us in these we sessions. We met a girl yesterday, younger than us, Mary and I. She, of course, because we were over here in the North Forty, and she was following us to figure out how to get to where we needed to go. And she introduced herself, and we started talking, and we told her who we were. For she goes. I know John Gailey. <laughs> it's really good for the ego to be here. Yeah. And I thought to myself, she's not old enough to know John Gailey. <laughs> 
Yes. I've said that to every every one of the um, exhibitors. Well, this is where I worked. Is John did. Oh, yeah, John. Yeah. Everyone knows John. So, I said, so I'll send them over here. <laughs> I kept saying that to all. So I got a list. <laughs> you got a huge list. People you got to go see. It is fun meeting different people. Yeah. And, and learning what they do. And, you know, you feel a little inadequate. But it's fun, you know. I'm social, so I'm only. Um, I'm so sorry, John. Um, I think with what John said too. Honestly, my first one, even though I'm in the space and medical field, and I, I'm medicine. I, when I came for the first time, I was like this. Yeah, you're like a deer in headlights. Yeah, I was literally like, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna not retain anything. Like I, I, I remember flying home, and I was just like, I don't know where to start. Yeah, but it is about the networking. It's right. about talking to people. It's it's not about the education. Right. As good as the education yes. is, yes. Um, it uh, there's much more to the conference than that. Alex and Mike are life safety people. I'm gonna put the microphone a little closer to you. Sorry, we're getting even more background noise here. But um, what? Uh, I'm sorry to focus you on life safety, but. Uh, and I know that you've actually had some challenges because I don't believe there's any sessions on life safety. Yeah. But that hasn't stopped you from... Oh, no. We, we had a, there was a really good session um, about ex what you need to know for expanding and remodeling um, your ASC. Those was uh, John Marasco. Um, he's an architect. Um, so he, he, had, he had a lot of advice um, for surgery centers, um, both both that are needing to upgrade, but also new builds. Um, you know, reminding people to, if, if they're building a new ASC, to plan for the future and have expansion built into that build out. So that way, you know, when the docs say two years down the road, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we had two more ORs? Yeah. You already had the space for it and had the plan in mind um, and had had room to build out. I think one of the biggest issues that ASC's face is lack of space for storage. Um, and that's I don't know, Kathy, you, you've never had that experience of not having enough storage for supplies, right? It amazes me how quickly you you lose the room. Yeah, like, yeah. The room is gone within six months and you're searching Be for more. Because you guys on the life safety side and the, the, the engineering side don't talk to the Cathy's <laughs> to find out how well, much space they need. I think that was a big takeaway is to make sure, uh, you know, when you're in the, that phase to get everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you're, you get, you know, all the, the key stakeholders uh, input before you, you know, as, as you start gathering the data, whether you go forward or not uh, in, a, in a remodel or an expansion. Now, Mike, uh, you also came on board with quite a bit of uh, OSHA experience and you're kind of uh, almost... I, I don't even know how to say this yet, probably uh, um, going to be uh, taking on some of the responsibility in the company for dealing with uh, OSHA type issues. Did, did anything come out so far? I, I didn't ask you this beforehand, so yeah, you might no, say nothing. Uh, again, um, you know, again, following the regulations, you know, they, again, making sure one of the things that uh, the architect did point out is well, making sure you have all that, the uh, you know, fall prevention, right. those type of things built in, you know, as you go forward. So that's one of the takeaways I took from this morning's session. Yeah, and I think that was that was part of the uh, safety risk assessment that you do when you, you're doing a remodel and making sure that you know somebody on site is in charge of 
making sure that whatever construction is happening, if it's happening, especially if it's happening at the same time as patient care, that one of your staff members is assigned to be able to stop that construction if it if it's uh, potentially harm to Something. patients. Yeah. Yeah, and as well as remember, there's going to be construction workers that are not nurses that have no experience, and yeah. make sure that those bases are covered and that you have a, a game plan going forward. Uh, you know, cover those, those issues. So, Kathy, uh, you've actually been attending some of the more meatier uh, sessions. You. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, Lori and I were here on Wednesday, uh, uh, Lori moderating, I had to do uh, a, a whole session on finance and accounting, um, and then you uh, wanted to, to attend the accreditation for Triple HC and Joint Commission. Yeah. And I know what we're going to do, we're not going to get into it in a lot of detail now, but we are going to have, I think, a, a big discussion, uh, and Sue's been working with HFAP recently, it'd be an interesting discussion to compare, um, it, you know, not to be critical, of the different accreditation organizations, but to give our listeners some idea of the differences that they would expect between them, because they all have a very different way of doing things. But do you have some quick observations about uh, about those two sessions, even if it's not about the differences between them? Um, I think for the most part, uh, Joint Commission has been around a long time, but their hospital, you know, they, they started as a hospital-based right. accreditation organization. And over the recent years, they've added on hospital outpatient, and now they're getting into um, ambulatory surgery centers. Um, so their regulations, even though they're hospital-based, they provide a little different um, rationale mm -hmm. to what they're looking for. But overall, the regulations, pretty much the same. It might be different wording, but if you're a CMS deem status yeah. organization, um, you're going to have the same rules and regulations right. that you have to follow. So um, right now, I don't see major differences uh, as far as big, big overview. Yeah. The smaller details might be a little different. And I, I think um, I've had a lot of conversations lately about it seems like everybody's interested in the possibility of changing from one to another. I'm not sure why that's happening. I mean, I know people are sometimes frustrated with the inconsistencies. You know, maybe they've had one accreditation organization that they had a great survey this time, then the next one wasn't so great. And that ends up being, oh, maybe it's time to move away from that accreditation organization. But, it, but I, I try to caution everybody. They all have those same challenges. Yeah. yeah, every sur every survey is going to be something different. Right. You know, Lori, you and I have talked about this, and Ann and I have talked about this too, is that we, when we're a surveyor, when we go in and survey a place, we're starting from scratch mm -hmm. every single time. Yeah, we have information about the past one. And, um, I mean, all joking aside, it is physically impossible to look into every single aspect of an operation. So we are trained as surveyors to focus on those things that based upon the information that we accumulate before the survey and in our first observations and walking around, we try to figure out what's gonna be a problem area. And that's where we focus our survey. But what I think places are sometimes surprised when the next surveyor comes out and finds something completely different and they say, well, they never caught it on the last one. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, when I go into a center, and I'm, I'm sure the majority of the surveyors um, hopefully will do this, is explain that. Yeah. It's a whole new set of eyes. 
that's coming in and looking at your center. Three years have passed. So things have changed. Mm -hmm. um, as surveyors, we are required to look at the prior survey, if for nothing else, to find the things that they pointed out were less compliant. So we're, we're to look at the uh, prior survey to see areas that they needed improvement on and to see if it's been done, which is different than a plan of correction if it's a CMS survey, because you have to submit your plan of correction with CMS. So we're always looking at that stuff, and we have to make sure that, um, you know, so so it is, it's tough, and it is annoying. I, I mean, as a center, you know, it, as having been a center and having things found out or, you know, in the next survey, it can be distressing because you think you're okay, but there's no way that any surveyor, and I don't care what someone tells you, that they're going to see 100% of everything in that day yeah. and a half. It's just not going to happen. And, and that's especially disconcerting for those that have condition level citations that requires them to go back mm -hmm. and have another survey when, Correct. and this has happened, you know, oh yeah, you didn't do a very good job the first time you fixed all those things. But by the way, we never even had a chance to see these things during that first survey. And now we found some more things. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. I, I mean, being on both sides, I, I completely understand. One of the major themes of this conference and many of the speakers has been the issue of staffing and leadership. Mm. You know, they had that leadership, the women's leadership uh, session. Uh, well, even the keynote was talking about leadership, too. And uh, we, of course, at the podcast and, of course, with the virtual conferences have been really dealing heavily with a lot of those issues. Um, I'm going to look at you, Amina, for a second because you you know I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> I mean, I really think you're going to be one of the, the leaders of the future. Thank you. Yeah, and, and so, so I'm looking to you right now because your process into leadership and, of course, your future, um, you know, it depends upon a lot of what, what you're doing now. And, you know, what do you think? Because I think one of the conversations we want to have is what can these conferences do for the future leaders of the world. And what are you taking out of this? And, and if you were to give some advice to other people that are coming to these conferences, you know, what, what should they be looking for as they go into those conferences? Um, well, I think that, like you said, I mean, you, you should be looking to network and network as, as much as you possibly can. Being, being a leader as a woman in this space is not easy at all. I feel like we have to prove so much more than men. And I, I hate to say that, but in, in a way you, you do. Um, but from these conferences, um, as, as we were talking about, you know, accreditation, um, being HHC accredited, you know, you yeah. have the CMS survey every three years as well. Um, if you're not, you have it every year. Yeah. So you kind of get the best of both worlds, right? And a lot of, you know, people or administrators or directors don't know that. They, they think that, you know, Triple HC is, you know, just a name that we're paying money for to be accredited and yeah. whatever else. Um, but no, the biggest takeaway is, 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 you know, networking, meeting a lot of people, collaborating, exchanging ideas. Um, I, I feel that, especially for the younger generation, I, I am very into technology. Mm -hmm. um, so all of these anticoagulated systems and, and they're supposedly all supposed to talk, yeah. but you know, they sometimes don't like to. So um, well, they're not speaking they, the same language. They haven't, they haven't had their coffee yet. So, um, <laughs> 
So, you know, exchanging those ideas and, and bringing people together to brainstorm, like, how can we make this better for the patient? Because that is all that it's about. Mm -hmm. It's about people and, and, and helping to make the process smoother than what we're used to. Yeah. So I think that that is the biggest takeaway from this is collaboration. It, it's, it's exchange of ideas. It's all of that. You said something that was uh, admittedly kind of shocking to me because when I came into the industry back in 1990, 1989, 1990, I was the only man in that surgery center. And I mean, I, I mean, other than the physicians. Oh, that's a very good point, Laurie. Very good point. And I think that's what you're getting at, yeah. Amina. Um, because I have got to say that I've never felt that way. I've, but, you know, but have I, as an administrator, protected the women that were under the, you know, the auspices of the physicians? And I guess that's just a message I'll make. I, I, speaking as a man, you know, I'm not sure that I, I, I am one. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that we draw this conclusion because I'm surrounded by women, female leaders, that I'm assuming that they have an easy time of it. And to see that you're saying 30 years later, by the way, Amina, that it's still a rough time of it. I, I, that is a little disconcerting, but it's something that we kind of have to be really aware of. So, I, I mean, I think that was an important takeaway. I mean, I thank you, you know, for bringing that up is that, um, you know, they, we did have that session today talking about women leadership. Which, I think that we John have to be learning. in late, by the way, not to like rat him out. So obviously he had a lovely time last night. <laughs> but um, <laughs> earlier on that you didn't hear was the, um, there was a, uh, a nurse up on the stage and I apologize I don't even you know remember her title I think she's the CNO somewhere or something but anyway um, the the phrase you know nurses eat their young came yeah. up and that is very very true very true yes. it, and I, I, I can't tell you why I don't know what it is and yes it is kind of like a hazing um, but there is that that still goes on I think um, I can only speak operating room wise because that was my world um, and there are, is a lot of um, misconduct yes. yeah. um, uh, from sometimes seniors and, and staff, and it doesn't have to be just the pretty new nurse. It could be some other nurse. Um, I, I don't know why that never happened to me, but um, I would get called in the room sometimes to circulate because then the doctor didn't do things under the table with his legs because yeah. it was a, a seated position doing hand surgery and that's not acceptable yeah but that was the way it was so if you know it's it's kind of amazing to think um, that it, that is still going on in this day and age where harassment is forefront mm -hmm. you know but um it's it's a shame that you, you need to have, I guess, the cranky old lady, and it wasn't even old men, <laughs> um, you know, going to be the hero. But that that's not that's not the answer. No. You know, the answer is from the people above to not allow that behavior right. to happen. And it, and it really starts at the top. It really does. Yeah. 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 yeah, coming from yeah. large manufacturing, in my previous career, you just didn't. Nothing was tolerated no. along those lines. Right. In the business world, it's not. Yeah, it, it is. So why is it in medicine? Yeah. And I can speak from both angles, from hospital and ASC. It's still alive and kicking. And it's unfortunate. 
One thing that ASCA has done with this conference is introduce a brand new concept, and that is uh, new administrator mentoring. Uh, I, there's somewhere like between 30 and 35 mentors. I think it's 37 mentees. Mentees. And probably 34 or 35 mentors. Um, and this is the first time. I mean, I mean, ASCA has been around for over 50 years, and this is an incredible concept. Uh, you know, and, and part of it is, you know, uh, you know, just like the the podcast, you know, did introduce the uh, the boot camps during it. I mean, it, um, you know, the industry is responding to the needs of the organization. I just want to end by kind of talking about that because this meeting is really all about mentoring. I mean, I cut my teeth, you know, 32 years ago. I've been to every single conference here for 32 years. So uh, we're back. Uh, we had to cut off for a while because the uh, the whole interview went off the rails. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. But, you know, we were just talking about how important, because we're having a ball here. We're talking, you know, we're having a ball. Amina knows none of these people until now. Right. <laughs> You've only been introduced I mean, to a couple of us, yes. right? Uh, and you can see how well we all work together. And Amina, you were saying the same thing, is that you feel right, very comfortable with us because this is the way you manage your people, too. I do. And, and I think it's very important that you develop a team. Uh, in your organization. So part of that mentoring relationship, trying to bring it back to the whole conversation, part of that mentoring relationship is helping people to understand the importance of building a team and making it so difficult for people to ever leave yes. because they would feel that they've lost their family. I you met, a, I met a, um, a medical director today um, from New Jersey and, and I even spoke to him. And um, <laughs> he, was, he was saying that, I asked him how staffing was. And he said, it's been challenging. I said, I'm sure it has. And, you know, they brought in a lot of, um, you know, uh, per diems or, or agency. Agency, yeah. And that that's very difficult. And I said, yeah, because your whole flow is off. You know, they don't know who yeah. you are, how you like things. I, I completely understand that. Um, but one of the things that he said, which I found very interesting, and I, I wish I had taken his card, but... Um, that he had lost, they had lost two key nurses about a year ago because they went to go to greener pastures and, and whatnot. And those nurses are back at the center now. Yeah. Not as travelers, they're back as employees. Yeah. Because I guess they found it wasn't as green as they thought. Yeah, the grass is not always And green. I said to him, you know, that could be one of the biggest gifts you have right now because if there's other staff thinking of going all they have to do is talk to them mm -hmm. you know so it was kind of interesting i said that that said a lot about their center too that right. the staff come back yeah. um and and that you know i thought was really kind of cool you know, so thank you new jersey <laughs> Um, during our breakfast, and this will be the last thing I'll talk about yeah, before yeah. we terminate our uh, conversation today. Uh, but during our uh, breakfast this morning, we were, we were talking about some of the uh, input that we've gotten from some of our podcast members as well as some of the uh, bootcamp uh, graduates. And uh, two things came out, and we, we really have talked about it pretty seriously at breakfast. Uh, number one is putting together a video. Not, not that long, but something that we would put on Facebook, on LinkedIn, to uh, show the advantages and, and why you would want to work in a surgery center, why you would want to be in a nurse in a surgery center. For that matter, anybody. I mean, we, we don't have just a nursing shortage. We have everything shortage, even going down to, you know, back office staff. So that's one thing we're going to work on. To, we're going to call upon all of our, uh, 
our uh, wonderful uh, uh, patrons and our boot camp members and our employees here. And we've got a couple professional actresses uh, among us and, and scriptwriters. So uh, we're going to do that uh, very shortly. It's not something we're going to be working on together. And then another thing, which I think is in high demand right now, um, governing, like I, I'm about to go in, I think in about an hour, I have to do a session on governing body, um, managing your governing body. And that's truly the, what the title should have been. Of course, it is, you know, what are the responsibilities of the governing body? But I think that it is incumbent upon us as a, uh, as a podcast uh, to help our members and our listeners find ways to communicate with the governing body what their responsibilities are. Uh, so I, what do you think? This is a great idea. I'm going to do a 16-hour recording. Oh, great. For their board meeting? No. Uh, so we, we'll, we'll scientifically determine what is the average length of, uh, of attention span for yes. a board member, which would, probably means 20 seconds. I was so. going to ask, how many physicians are attending that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, at least we can, uh, we can probably find some entertaining people that, are, uh, that, can, that can get the crop. That's why I said do it as a musical. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so if you're a podcast member or a listener, uh, just send us an email if you think that you want it to be a musical as opposed to, <laughs> and we'll see what we can do. I've had so much fun here. We, we should do this again. We'll see if we can fit it in one more interview before Sober. we leave here. Let's do it like a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That's reality. So dramatic music and all. <laughs> They've already got it. It's called General Hospital. That's right. <laughs> And what they don't realize is that is actually probably a real live, you know. Yeah. I wanting to be Bobby Spencer. <laughs> um, she was my nurse idol, the poker, <laughs> director of the hospital, you name it, she was it. She was my... And she had red hair. So I was all about Bobby Spencer when I was in nursing school. And on that note... <laughs> I do want to thank all of you for taking some time out. And, and by the way, some of you have actually given up lunch to do this. So that's a true dedication to this. But thank you all. This has been. What are you talking about? I'm getting lunch anyway. Yeah, you gave up lunch. I gave up lunch. <laughs> My one free lunch. <laughs> My one free lunch? <laughs> <laughs> it's on you, buddy. It's on you. I just said there's dessert. You expense report. <laughs> Uh, again, thank you very much. <laughs> Podcast out. <laughs> we would like to thank our sponsors, Surgical Information Systems, providing cutting-edge information solutions for surgery providers and Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies, the nation's leading regulatory compliance resource for ambulatory surgery centers. For more information about our sponsors, visit our website at ascpodcast.com. This podcast has been an educational and operational tool and is not intended to be a comprehensive resource for all rules, regulations, and standards that an ambulatory surgery center must meet. The advice provided should not be considered as nor does it constitute legal advice or opinion. When reviewing specific situations involving legal and regulatory issues, attorneys and other professionals should be consulted. This has been a production of Eden Group Development. All rights are reserved. If you're interested in advertising or sponsoring the ASC Podcast with John Gailey, please email us at info at ASCPodcast.com. We would love to hear your questions and comments. Please email us at comments at ASCPodcast.com. <laughs>